I think it's reasonable to keep a bit of an eye on your heart rate and your steps, knowing that they're useful bits of data, but I would be very careful about reading too much into your energy expenditure or your sleep data. for women who hate working out but know they should. I'm Gab, I'm an audio producer and journalist. And I'm Sarah, I'm a GP and I work in women's health. We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land we're on today and pay our respects to their elders past and present. Do you have a fitness tracker? If you do, does it make you exercise more regularly? Yeah, because, you know, Sarah and I both have different versions of fitness trackers. We've got a Garmin and, and an Apple Watch between us. And, you know, they have fitness and health tracking capabilities. But, uh, yeah, do you think they make us leap out of bed keen to get our daily exercise in? It's a fitness tracker. It's not a magical fitness tracker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yes. Look, these fitness trackers don't just track your exercise or your daily physical activity. They also look at things like your sleep. But how accurate are these devices? And is it always a good thing to be constantly tracking? So I think it depends a little bit on what you're measuring. There was a, a juicy review published in 2022 in the European Journal of Applied Physiology titled Wearable Activity Trackers, Advanced Technology, or advanced marketing. Ooh, spicy headline. Yes, which, you know, I kind of think hits the nail right on the head. So let's look at a couple of the metrics that most people probably use their smartwatches to track. So we're going to have a bit of a look at steps, heart rate, energy, expenditure, and sleep. Mm. So steps is, is absolutely a big one. Um, but, you know, how accurate are they? So there was a 2020 study investigating five different wearable devices under both walking and jogging conditions and found that when manual counters recorded approximately 800 steps, wearable devices were off by as much as 50. Oh. Another study estimated that over the course of a marathon, where 60,000 steps may be taken, not by me, some <laughs> devices would be within about 100 steps, whereas others were off by nearly 8,000. Wow. Is that because... Uh they're tracking based off like our like are they geo tracking or no? So most of them most of them have a uh, like an accelerometer in right. them, and uh, and like there was some some bits that I was reading about how if you you know if you're wearing your tracker on your hip like the ye olde you know pedometers that you used to used to get before these you know fitness trackers were really a big deal, and um, they're actually probably a little bit more accurate than sometimes the wrist the wrist calculations, because yep. if you're doing other things with your wrist at the same time, then, you know, it can certainly pick up extra steps that might not be you actually stepping. Actually stepping, yeah. I've yeah. got more on that later. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, ultimately, I think, you know, for, for the likes of you and I, how accurate do we really need it to be? Mm. Um, you know, the accuracy of your own device shouldn't change from day to day. So if you're doing more steps than you were a month ago, then for me, that's a win, even if the absolute number of steps isn't completely spot on. Yes. And I think, you know, depending on the device that you have, uh, it's I, I find it can be helpful if on the main screen, it's got your step count there Every yes. time you look down at it, it's right in your face. And so, like, you know, if, if you've got a day where you're sitting at, you know, like a 1,000 or 2,000 stairs, that's when you go, <laughs> Sorry, you know I'm just what? looking down at yes. mine at the moment. <laughs> we weren't, you know, 20,000, 30,000. No, I've, I've had a very sedentary day at the desk. Yeah, but and, you know, it's good sometimes just... when you see it right there going, hey, yeah, you, you're having a quiet day. <laughs> you're having, you've had a quiet day. That's it. Um, 
So then we might have a look at heart rate and the ability of smartwatches to accurately and reliably catch a heart rate has been investigated over a wide range of brands with results demonstrating both accuracy and reliability. These days, most of our smartwatches use PPG sensors, and I'll try not to uh, to uh, trip over this word, but photoplethysmography. Photoplethysmography, um, okay. Well, you nailed it, fine. Uh, <laughs> I just copied what you said. <laughs> and you'll probably see like on the back of your smartwatch, there'll be that very bright light. Yes. And uh, so that's a light source and a photo detector at the surface of the skin to measure volumetric variations in blood circulation. Most of the studies that I read through indicate that it's pretty reasonably reliable, um, although, you know, things will get in the way of reliability like sweating, you know, doing wet weather exercise or, you know, swimming. These can sometimes interfere with the sensor skin interface and potentially leading to inaccuracies. And there were even, you know, discussions about, uh, you know, skin pigmentation. So those with darker skin, it might be a little bit less reliable than those with paler skin. Um, A team from Stanford University looked at various device accuracies in predicting heart rate, basically said the heart rate measurements performed far better than they expected, with an error rate of less than 5%, which, you know, for me is pretty reassuring. Isn't it hilarious, though, that one of the things that can get in the way of a fitness tracker tracking your (laughs) heart rate reliably is possibly sweating? Sweating. I mean, I don't know about you, but uh, when I'm exercising... I'm uh, I'm pretty oh, she's sweaty. sweaty. I sweat. Yeah. I sweat. And and like apparently in the you know in the the PI of all of these devices it says you've got to you know religiously you know clean the back of that. Uh, oh that, yeah. How many times yeah. have you done? That? Mm, no, never. <laughs> no. Although my my <laughs> mine is a, a white like a white base of the watch, so it does get pretty grubby. So I do tend to do a little bit, but just purely because it grosses me out. Otherwise. Oh, you're not way because, better than me. Not because I'm, you know, really worried about the sensitivity of it calculating my heart rate. <laughs> you're way better than me. I remember because I had a Garmin uh, first as my kind of first, you know, watch slash smartwatch slash mm. fitness tracker. And you know how um, the clamp that goes in the side to charge it, the 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 actual yeah, yeah. clamp um, on the watch, the, the kind of entry bit on the watch that the clamp attaches to was so grimy. It wouldn't charge <laughs> properly after a while because there was so much like like stuff in there, gunk in there. Uh, anyway, probably should have cleaned my watch. Anyway, well, what, what else? What else apparently, if you read the instruction book, <laughs> you would have known. Uh, the other one uh, that I think we have to be really careful about is energy expenditure. And uh, look, I remember yes. reading a long time ago that you know gym equipment like treadmills and stationary bikes grossly overestimate the calories burned in a session. That's probably devastating to, make to us, know. <laughs> probably to make us feel better about what yes. we're actually doing. Um, and so, to be honest, I've just never really paid much attention to the estimates on my smartwatch, which it probably turns out is for the best. That same team at Stanford who'd studied heart rate looked at how accurate our smartwatches are at estimating energy expended. Now, each device uses its own proprietary algorithm for calculating energy expenditure, which is all very top secret because it's a, you know, it's a, it's a it's intellectual property. Exactly. And they want to keep that stuff mm. close to their heart. Um, the lead author of this uh, Stanford group 
Dr. Ewan Ashley said it's likely that the algorithms are making assumptions that just don't fit individuals very well. Hmm. Uh, yeah, he said my my take on this is that it's very hard to train an algorithm that would be accurate across a wide variety of people because energy expenditure is variable based on someone's fitness level, height, weight, etc. Yes, and uh, and. <laughs> He went on to say that basing the number of donuts you eat on how many calories your device says you've burned is a really bad idea. Damn it. Damn I'm it. Just, yeah, like I don't disagree with him. I think you should base the number of donuts you eat on your desire for donuts. For how many donuts you want to yeah. eat. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, oh. so uh, I would just perhaps ignore those calorie estimates on your watches for now. That's so true. TBA on those ones. Yeah, because like if you think about it, anytime you've been on a treadmill, which is very rare in our case, anytime you've been on a treadmill or even, um, yeah, the, the um, stationary bike that we have here, it, it definitely has a calorie count but like how could that machine how, and, and how what, does it know how does it yeah. count your calories as opposed to counting your husband calorie exactly. calories who does it know who is on the but i mean more on that later because there are machines now being made that literally will calibrate to your you know mm. body fat and and all that kind of stuff but just your average um machine that you might step on at the gym or at home um that that's not sort of, you know, moving into the world of, of AI, um, yes. you know, up to this point effectively. Yeah, you're so right. It's, it's obviously, yeah, it has no concept of who's on it and who's using it and what their physical no, makeup and is. It's, and, it's, and it's a product. They want you to buy the next product when yes. it comes out. They want you to feel good about using their product so you'll tell other people to use Damn and buy it. their product. It's been lying to us all this time. Bloody capitalism. Oh, that's how it works. That's how they get you. Uh, the other thing that uh, fitness trackers are starting to track now is sleep, which is really interesting. Yes, yeah, and this was basically how we sort of started to uh, to forge together the idea for this episode was that I came across this really uh, interesting article fairly recently from the ABC um, on sleep trackers titled, Many of Us Are Using Fitness Devices to Track Our Sleep, But Could They Be Making Our Anxiety Worse? And I was like, hmm. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. So, you know, it, it it is interesting. It turns out that our smartwatches are pretty good at estimating when we are asleep. But they're not always great at working out when we're awake but resting. So they tend to have a bit of a tendency to overestimate your sleep time, particularly if you're someone like myself that will, you know, of an evening before bed, I'll probably lay in bed for a while quite still having a read or watching telly with yeah. my watch on because I sleep with it on, obviously, if it's a sleep tracking device. Mm. Um, and, and look, this article pointed out something that I think is you know, really important for us to be aware of. And that's that things can get pretty dicey when folks become really reliant on their sleep scores and sleep data to meaningfully, meaningfully predict sleep quality. Um, Dr. Matthew Reed, a neuroscientist from Johns Hopkins School of Medicine, warns that fixating on daily sleep scores can have a really negative psychological impact, particularly on those with existing sleep problems. Um, it was, you know, really interesting that in this article they referenced one study led by researchers at the University of Oxford where participants with insomnia and chronic insomnia were divided into two groups and given fake or sham feedback on their sleep. No surprises that one group was told that they'd had a positive night's sleep, the other had had a negative night's sleep, and then they were asked to rate their mood and sleepiness. Those that were given a fake negative score, so basically being told that they'd had a shit night's sleep, mm. 
rated themselves much sleepier and their mood significantly worse than those who were given a fake positive score and vice versa. Um, So, you know, experts agree that where sleep trackers routinely fall down is in determining which sleep stage someone is in. And it's that sleep stage that your watch is making some of these predictions about how good a quality sleep you've had that night and what your sleep score is. Um, I'll admit, I routinely check my body battery score. It's uh, on, on my Garmin watch. It gives you a little score each morning. A body battery score. Body battery score. So this is, I think it's, you know, they, they, the algorithm incorporates things like your sleep duration, your, you know, whether you've been in, in deep sleep, REM sleep, et cetera. I mean, I always alongside your, your heart know. rate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, basically the truth is it doesn't. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and, but yeah, I, Bloody love my body battery, and um, knowing full well that you know it's not accurate. But I, I think I use it the opposite way. With that, when I wake up and I feel completely exhausted, and then I look at my body battery and it says, "Yep, your body battery is low." I'm like, "See, that's why I'm a miserable git today." It's. <laughs> I mean, you are rarely a miserable git, but <laughs> I know what you mean. You don't. You don't see me much before seven a.m. <laughs> So, look, I think you can ultimately, you know, having a look at all of these different metrics and, and gosh, I mean, the more advanced your, your you know, your Apple Watch, your Garmin or whatever brand sleep Fitbit, fitness yeah. wearable device tracker you've got, I mean, there are, there are just umpteen metrics that they are now looking at. But just looking at those four, I think it's reasonable to keep a bit of an eye on your heart rate and your steps, knowing that they're, you know, they're useful bits of data, but I would be very careful about reading too much into your energy expenditure or your sleep data. And uh, the final paragraph of that large study in the European Journal of Applied Physiology, I think is spot on. They say scientists and practitioners alike would do well to remember that good science is often not good marketing. And conversely, and perhaps more importantly, good marketing is not always good science. Yeah, that's so true, isn't it? When somebody's trying to push a product, they're in uh, it. Yeah. They're in it. They're in it for our they're in it for our money, let's face it. Absolutely. And I have happily given it to <laughs> <laughs> two things on that. The body battery score. Um I something in my mind just thinks, is this the watch being so advanced it's preparing for when eventually the robots take over and the robots will be wearing the the watches which will tell them when their body battery score is low <laughs> we'll no longer be required we Someone's are surplus to requirements yeah. <laughs> oh, so so good um it's interesting you know all this talk about smart watches but you know in doing a bit of research for this episode found some pretty um, interesting slash horrifying information about right, uh, on me. where things are heading. It's not just about smartwatches or fitness trackers or fitness rings anymore. Um, we are about to be inundated with wearable fitness tech. So, yeah, no surprises here. Technology and fitness is big money. Um, and as we launch headlong into the world of artificial intelligence, it's, uh, yeah, it's only going to go up from here. The global market for smart clothing is set to reach seven point five billion dollars by 2026 that is three years away from the time that this podcast episode is recorded 7.5 billion dollars we're talking things like smart pants that's right a pair of yoga pants that can track your moves and adjust your pose while you work out what yep so like you know you're in a yoga class and uh the yoga teacher has too many people i hate it when the yoga teacher puts your hand puts their hands on you (laughs) well in this case if if the the teacher uh, if you don't like to be uh you know manhandled in class by a teacher or they don't 
you know, there's there's only one teacher to too many, I guess, um, you know, class attendees, and they can't get to you to kind of help you into the position correctly. Your pants will do it for you. <laughs> they have built-in sensors and motors that track your movement and basically give you gentle vibrations that guide you to the body part that you should be focusing on and help you kind of nail the pose correctly. Um, one company is developing smart shirts to uh, track your lung health. There's a sportswear uh, brand that tracks heart rate, breathing rate, and recovery. There's activewear, which will come with real-time coaching and form tracking. I mean, I just don't want my T-shirt to yell at me. <laughs> One more. <laughs> Drop me, give me 20. Oh, there's running shoes that connect to an app that will track your runs. That one doesn't sound as far-fetched as some of these other options. No, if you think about it, most like if you just take your phone with you these days. I'm pretty sure that, that Nike already have like some kind of a device that you can click into certain shoes of theirs that then links with the Nike Run app. Yes, absolutely. I think also, I mean, uh, in uh, I can't remember which brand it was, but it was probably like Adidas or something in the 80s were like the first brand of um, shoe apparel to put a chip inside uh, the running shoes. So obviously this is now just, you know, 40 years later um, and a lot more advanced. Um, so, you know, this idea has obviously been around for a long time. Um, there's even fitness machines that calibrate specifically to you and your health markers. So they will basically measure your, you know, body fat index, all that kind of stuff. Um, and even if you are doing a circuit class with lots of other people using the same machine, as you move from machine to machine, it will automatically calibrate to you once you step onto it. Uh Good or terrifying? I'm not sure. I mean, do you really want to know <laughs> that much as well? I don't, <laughs> I'm, I'm just thinking just like, about how when I was a lot of information I don't growing know. up in the 80s, and I got a pair of uh, I think they were Reeboks that had the um the the squishy little thing in the tongue oh, yeah, the pump, of the yeah. shoe to, to pump it up, and I was like, man, shoes are never going to get more technological. Than this. <laughs> uh, what about a machine that can tell you how unhealthy <sighs> you are uh, every time you step onto it? Obviously, you know VR headsets, um, you know that that virtual reality. Uh, which is an interesting one because uh, I guess there's some really positive stuff happening with virtual reality headsets and exercise because for people like us who hate it, mm. um, and you make know, it fun, it, it. it does make it fun, and and you know a lot of people who've tried it actually um, feel like it makes them forget that they're exercising because they're kind of immersed in this virtual world. Uh, there's mm, also I think know, I may have a better memory than them. <laughs> <laughs> I hate exercise and I'm still exercising. You can't fool me. Uh, there's gamified workout apps as well. Our, you know, stationary bike, you can sign up to uh, a particular, you know, workout program, um, you know, that hooks up to your smart TV and effectively as you ride, you know, you, yeah, you can kind of do little games, little challenges, or you can kind of, um, you know, like like Peloton as well, you can kind of yeah, ride yeah. different courses and that kind of stuff. Um, I guess, yeah, you name it. Someone... Uh, well, yeah, you name it, it already exists or someone in Silicon Valley is currently developing it. But the question for me with all this stuff, Sarah, is does all this fitness tech actually make you any fitter? Does it make you exercise more regularly? There was a uh, there was an interesting study out of the University of Sydney published in the British Journal of Sports Medicine uh, titled Do Smartphone Applications and Activity Trackers Increase Phys Physical Activity in Adults? This was pretty recent too. I can't remember, maybe 2020, 2021. Um, and the answer was kind of yes a bit. Um, <laughs> they found that – not their words, mine. Yeah. Um, they found that using smartphone apps or physical activity trackers – have a statistically significant 
albeit small to moderate effect in increasing physical activity. Look, and their angle was that given the wide and increasing reach of smartphones, even a modest improvement in physical activity can lead to large effects at a population level. So as they, and as these studies always say, longer duration studies with more diverse populations should explore the long-term effectiveness and sustained engagement, which kind of did make me think about the long-term benefits. Because when I first got my Garmin watch, which I must have, I must have had that now for probably three, four years. Mm -hmm. um, When I first got it, I found it very motivating. Um, I was super into tracking my steps each day and, you know, how many flights of stairs have gone up, et cetera. Um, but, yeah, I've had it now for a number of years and I just don't think it motivates me anywhere near as much as it did when it was a shiny new piece of tech. Yeah. I, Which, you know, leads me into the headspace of clearly then I just need a new watch. Um, <laughs> That's how they get you. Buy the, new, <laughs> buy, the newest, buy the newest one. This one doesn't work anymore. What do those scientists say? You know, good marketing is not always good based on good science. <laughs> um, it, it's so um, interesting that you say that because I, I don't know what the statistic is. I'll have to go and get the get get this right but it, there's something like um new any new purchase basically the the excitement um around that new purchase wears off after 6 weeks something mm. like 6 weeks which is so interesting because you think about it you know you buy you know new pair of new pair of pants you know new outfit new shoes new watch in this case and and it is like there's this there's this um you know dopamine hit initially yeah you get a little bump you get a little bump it's it's awesome it's something new it's something different it's a change um you know generally a positive change in your life and so that comes with happy feelings but obviously then you know after sort of a few weeks um it's not new anymore and so it doesn't have that same excitement and, and hold over you. So uh, I'm not surprised that, that uh, yeah, after a You're while. You're not surprised I need a new tech, <laughs> new, new piece of tech. I'm not surprised that the <laughs> shine of your watch has, has uh, you know, worn off. Um, for me personally, I agree. I don't, I don't think that fitness trackers or, you know, or this kind of this, this huge influx of fitness tech works long term. I mean, I'm going to sound like I'm, you know, beating the same drum here, but for me, it's always been about the habits and setting up those good habits that allow you to find tiny moments in your day, wherever you can squeeze it in for more physical activity. I just, I, I, I've tried the watches. I've, I've, I've had all the apps on my phone. I mean, literally my phone right now, if I went through it, I probably have about six different fitness apps. I've spent so much money on, um, you know, fitness subscriptions um yeah unless you unless you can create the habit and find a way take out all the barriers and find a way to make it really easily fit into your life no amount of tech is going to solve that problem for you personally anyway um you know we just keep coming back to these smart pants and i'm like what (laughs) they're miraculously gonna make me a yogi smart casual um (laughs) I mean, could you imagine if your pants started vibrating, you know, <laughs> what like if to- they malfunction? Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I, I mean, unless it's pleasurable, it's like, what, what, what is, what is now the that's point a smart of these pant. pants? Yeah, exactly. You know, like if this is, you know, telling me I need to feel the burn in my thighs, then you know, I'm, I'm taking the pants off. Um, when I, yeah, when I first got a smartwatch a few years ago now, you know, I did have a Garmin initially. Um, yeah, I was excited about tracking steps and tracking stairs for a few weeks. And then I went back into my old sloth ways and I basically ignored it. Every time it prompted me to get up and move with the Garmin, I don't know if it still does this, but it's just move, <laughs> exclamation mark. And yes. I'd just be like, fuck off, I'm not doing that. Um, it tells it- me to do that while I'm driving. I'm like, <laughs> move, you move. 
<laughs> I'm doing 60 I am moving. Here. Exactly. I'm doing this little bit. Um, and it also used to congratulate me for exercising when I was actually just, you know, brushing my teeth. You know how you mentioned before about the step Have tracker. Have baby. <laughs> the, the step tracker um, quite off the mark. Um, so because I would be brushing my teeth, the vigorous wrist movement um, made the watch think that I was like power walking. So I'd you know, be two minutes into brushing my teeth and I'd get this, congratulations, you, you know, and I'd be like, what? I haven't done anything today. Um, <laughs> that, that reminds me of that episode of The League, which I can't, you know, with a straight face, recommend that everybody go out and watch because it's pretty blue. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, one of, some of, one of the characters. As well. <laughs> no, some, one of the characters was training for a marathon, but uh, just actually putting his smartwatch on and uh, pleasuring himself until he got enough steps up. <laughs> that's, what, that's what this does. I'm not pleasuring myself. I'm brushing my teeth. Uh, but it was still giving me, you know, the big thumbs up. Um, it also congratulated me on my stair count quite often uh, when I was on escalators or in a lift. So obviously I would uh, very quickly ascend, ah, elevation. ascend, you know, elevate, and it would go, congratulations, you've done, you know, your, your stair count today. And I had not put a foot <laughs> on a stair. Uh, but, you know, it made me feel good. Uh, I like being thanked. Yeah. My, I mean, my current watch is amazing. It is the the uh, fruit-flavoured brand. Um, but to be honest, I love it largely for everything else but the fitness tracking. I use the timers for breastfeeding. Um, if I'm stuck on the couch feeding the baby, I can still check my messages. I can take calls. That's the best part is, you know, having the call at my wrist effectively. I can also check emails. Um, and I turned the sleep tracking off because it was actually depressing me. I am like those those people in that study, those poor people with chronic insomnia. Um, it was depressing me. When we were in the very early newborn stage, I would I would check my sleep the next day and to see that I'd only had what, what the watch said was three hours of sleep across the mm. night and none of that had been deep sleep. And again, I know, you know, caveat there, obviously, how is it actually Now we tracking? know it doesn't know. Yeah, but, it doesn't know whether I'm in REM or not. But it does know when you are asleep. Yes. And it's saying that I'm only, had, only having three hours and it's possibly not very good quality. I mean, I could I could probably have told the to watch that. But it was just like, oh, yeah. I don't need to New see that every day. New mums do not need to no. know this. <laughs> I don't need to they be reminded. They they are tired. <laughs> it just was like, oh, it, honestly, mentally, it just made it so much worse. And I guess that this comes back to that um, discussion that we've had on this podcast before a lot about how your, you know, your mindset matters, and, and those poor people in that sleep study, you know, who were made to think, uh, who were given, you know, fake little sham results to say that yeah, you had a terrible night's sleep. Um, having that, you know, m- being in that mindset that they'd had an awful night's sleep, which actually wasn't true, or possibly wasn't true, um, it made them feel worse. And and I guess yeah, it does. And yeah, your mindset does matter. And the watch was making me feel very sad. So yes. I, I just turned off the sleep tracker. I don't care what it says. I never look at it. Um, I do use my watch to track my walks, I guess, yeah. when I remember to press go. When I remember to press go. It's so frustrating. If I, like, if I do go out on a decent hike. Yeah, and, and it, it's like it's, it is a nice little pat on the back when you get back from actually, you know, putting yourself through some decent physical exertion to see that you've climbed 78 flights of stairs and you've you know, all, all of that gear, but it's really disappointing when you get halfway through a hike and realise you haven't pressed go. Yeah. And then you think, well, I've still, still done hiking. It. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've still done <laughs> it. Still it still counts. Do I, do I need the watch to tell me that I did it? Um, yeah, but I mean, I guess other than collecting that data, I don't really pay any attention um, 
to what the watch says about whether I'm walking further or faster or anything like that. I just, you know, every second walk I remember to press go effectively and then I don't think about it again. Um, often I forget to stop, to press stop, and then, yeah. you know, eventually it prompts it me says, and says, I are did you still four walking? Hours of yeah. walking. <laughs> <laughs> um, I pretty much ignore my steps for the day. I don't care. Um, you know, there's, uh, yeah, um, especially now most days maybe I don't really – especially on a day when maybe I don't leave the house. Uh, But I know that I'm doing so much lifting and squatting and getting up and down off the floor and all that kind of stuff. Um, It's just, yeah, I'm like, whatever. I don't, my steps could be a thousand moving around this apartment, but I've done a lot of other stuff. So I, you know, don't really need to be reminded of um, how little I've moved, you know, distance wise. Um, And I also frequently on the reg dismiss the notifications when prompted to stand up or when it tells me at 8pm that I can still achieve my exercise goal for the day if I just do a brisk 29 minute walk. (laughs) It's like (laughs) eight o'clock and I'm like, no, I'm not. I don't care about closing my ring. I, I just don't care. I plan Maybe it just we do off. need. Maybe we do need more intelligent, potentially artificial intelligence in these things, yes. so that they understand. That Read the no room. Yes. I'm taking myself out for a walk at eight pm. At eight pm. That's it. That's exactly it. That's that's the missing thing. And if you're listening, AI, you probably are. Um, <laughs> You need the nuance of human behaviour, baby. You need to read the room, and um, yeah, I'm just not. I'm not closing my ring today if if it requires a 29 minute walk at eight o'clock when I really need to be in bed. <sighs> so there you go. Yeah, I guess um, it's all right. Smart pants. <laughs> that's your takeaway. That's what I it? took away from this whole. That's my whole thing. <laughs> just the minute I'm getting off this this recording, I am googling smart pants, and I'll probably I don't know find myself deep into the rabbit hole tonight. Oh, I wonder how much. I mean, getting very poor sleep, which my watch may or may not recognize, but yeah, whatever. But your your battery will uh, tell you. Body battery will tell you tomorrow morning anyway. Um, would you Would you ever wear a pair of those yoga pants? I doubt it. I don't I mean. I don't know. Tell me, twenty years ago, would I ever wear a watch that tracked my sleep true, and my steps true. and my innermost thoughts and feelings? I'd probably say no. That sounds absolutely. You know, I've, end I've, of I've world. nicknamed my liver Churchill. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm not thinking I'll about what, tracking if my I, steps. Not that I not that I drink like I did back in university days, but if I do have like a, a big and I, if there's been a celebration or something, and I've had you know shared some bottles of wine with people, um, I can absolutely positively assure you that my body battery the next day is wiped. Really, mm, that's one thing that, and it's it probably had a positive impact on my desire not to. Not to have, you know, more than a more than a glass or two. And not to be confronted um, yeah, with the judgmental body battery the next morning. Yeah. <laughs> when you're already feeling, you know, pretty rubbish. But I just love it every time my watch says, stand up. I'm just dismiss, dismiss, <laughs> dismiss, dismiss. Just fuck up, just fuck stand up. up. Just fuck up. <laughs> you stand up. Grow legs, watch. Thank you.
podcast is produced by me, Gab Burke, and music is by Hamish Camilleri. Subscribe to our weekly newsletter at womenlikeyoupodcast.com. I'm Gab. And I'm Sarah. And my pants are stupid. <laughs> yeah, they're not smart pants. I don't have smart pants at all. <laughs> I'm, actually just, I'm, I'm actually just wearing a pair of thermals at the moment. So, uh, you know they're how, smart. They're you, warm. You, That's you know, what's important to me. Exactly. You know how when people, um, there are certain types of people who get really into certain types of fitness activities, you know, I'm thinking here people who get really into hiking or who get really into outdoor cycling <laughs> yeah. uh, and they get they go all out and they get their all whole the personality. Gear. Yeah, they get the sticks to go hiking. Like they're going to do the yeah, Kokoda yeah. Trail. Uh, yeah. or, or if they're cyclists, they get the cleats to clip into the pedals. You know, they get the full Lycra outfit. You could just imagine the type of personality who is just going to embrace the shit out of this fitness tech and they're going to have the shirt that measures their... <laughs> lung capacity. They'll be wearing a VR headset (laughs) whilst their pants delicately (laughs) massage their glutes. (laughs) Tell them where to move and how to move. You just, you know, meanwhile, the watch is tracking the heart rate and oh my God, it's just, they're just going to be decked out from head to toe. I mean, is it going to make them any fitter? They'll be poor. Will they be any fitter? (laughs) Time will tell. Time will tell. I'm going to say probably not, unless you've developed good habits. All this stuff means shit, in in my personal opinion. And that's what this podcast is, really, our opinion. Gab's personal opinion. <laughs> With and mine, absolutely. <laughs> anyway, I'm going for a brisk walk. <laughs> I love that it says brisk, too. Like, stop judging me and how quickly I walk. <laughs> Well, we're, we are, you know, in our respective studios reasonably late in the evening at the moment, yeah. and I'm going straight to bed yes, now. Yes, too. <laughs> straight to bed. Oh, the baby is asleep. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm eating, into, eating into my sleep time. I'm, I'm not going out. I'll take a brisk nap. Night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, I love you. I'll talk to you next I week. I love you too. Let's do it again next week. <laughs> okay. have, a great, have a great week. You too. Love you. Bye. bye. Nein, nein, nein,